O Lord, stir up in us the flame of that love which burned in the heart of your Son as he bore his passion, and let it burn in us to eternal life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In this week in which we call holy, the Psalms will guide the sermons. The Psalms have been something like a prayer book for the faithful for 2,500 years. One of the things that I so value about our Anglican tradition is that it is saturated in scripture. Nearly all of our liturgy comes from the Bible, and there's hardly a time that we gather for worship that we do not say or sing a psalm. When we pray the daily offices of morning and evening prayer, we read at least two psalms a day and the entire book of Psalms every month. The Psalms are a companion to the faithful, helping us to sing praises to God, to lament, to find comfort, and to guide us in faith. This was true for Jesus as well. The Psalms served as a prayer book for him. He even died with a Psalm on his lips, showing us the importance of this book for our spiritual lives. And so it seems meet and right to focus on the Psalms this Holy Week. Yesterday, on Palm Sunday, we learned from Psalm 31. Tonight, it is a portion of Psalm 36. The Collect for Holy Monday also helps to frame this sermon because it notes that the way of the cross is none other than the way of life and peace. But immediately we have to note the dissonance between these two ideas. The cross is an instrument of death and violence, the very opposite of death, of life and peace. I recently came across a definition of mystery that I very much appreciate. Mystery is not a way of saying that we've run into a problem that we cannot solve. Rather, mystery is a reality in which the deeper we go into it, the more it makes us question everything that we thought we already knew. And in this sense, Holy Week is a mystery. How the betrayal, suffering, and death of Jesus was done for us and for our salvation is a mystery that we cannot fully explain. And yet the cross makes sense of everything else. The cross is the way of life and peace, which makes us reconsider what life really is all about and what peace truly looks like. Psalm 36 guides us in going deeper into this mystery of our salvation. In verse 5, we hear of God's all-surpassing love. It reaches to the heavens, the psalm says. It is priceless. It is what we feast abundantly on. God's love, though, is something we often try to put boundaries around. Now, maybe most of us don't go so far as to say that God would never love that group of people. But often we have a hard time in seeing God's love for them as our own love for them. If I'm meeting with someone for the first time and I've never seen them before, never heard of them before, usually I rely on first impressions, which as we all know, can often be wrong. If they say something wrong or they have a faux pas, I might judge them harshly for it. But if I am meeting someone for the first time, And someone else who I very much trust and admire has told me that this stranger is actually quite a wonderful and lovely person. 
then I will likely give them the benefit of the doubt in ways that I otherwise would not. Well, that's what God's love does. I might not know anything about that other person, but I can be confident that God loves them. And that love not only transforms them, but it transforms my relationship with them. That is the mystery of love. It makes me question my judgments and my intuitions that are less than loving. Because God's love reaches to the heavens and has no limits. And most certainly this applies to ourselves as well as it does to strangers. There is no situation that can ever separate us from God's love for us. St. Paul assures us of this in Romans when he writes that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. No mistake, no omission, no sin, no doubt, no death can ever separate us from God's love. There are so many things in life to worry about. But whether or not we are loved does not need to be one of them because God's love reaches to the heavens. And likewise, God's righteousness and justice are as strong as the mountains and as deep as the ocean, the psalm says, which are different ways of saying the same thing. We can trust and count on God. We don't have to worry about there being scarcity with God. Even if things don't work out the way we expected, it doesn't mean that the story is over. And this is why we can pray so audaciously as to say that there is peace in the cross. Yes, the cross is incredibly unpeaceful. It is violent, gruesome, unsettling, but God's righteousness and justice are stronger and deeper than the cross is disturbing. Through the cross, God was working out salvation and bringing peace to all that had been distorted by sin and death. And so if it doesn't yet look like peace, that just simply means that God is still at work. And at the bottom of the depths, there is always hope for God's peace, which passes all understanding. The psalm says that with God is the well of life, and in God's light we see light. We only know what life is if we look at God. We would not know that the way of the cross is the way of life and peace had Jesus not showed it to us. And if the way of the cross were not the way of life and peace, we would not know who Jesus of Nazareth was. He would have been lost to history, just as thousands of others who were executed as criminals of the Roman Empire were. Without the cross, we would have every, every reason to believe that the Romans were right that peace comes through victory, that violence is how you get peace. C.S. Lewis is famous for writing, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Or as the psalmist said 2,500 years earlier, in God's light, we see light. In God's light, we see and interpret everything else. You might know that over the past couple of months, we've been doing some much-needed painting in the church offices. It had only been about 30 years or so. And when we were looking at paint samples, as I'm sure you've experienced when you've done painting, 
Light makes all the difference. You turn off the light, and the color changes completely. The walls that are opposite windows with natural light looked completely different than the samples that had only light bulbs shining on them. The light completely changes what we see and how things appear. And it is only by God's light that we can properly see everything else. It is only through the prism of the cross that we see abundant life and true peace. With the cross at the center, we can pray with confidence, as Psalm 36 would have us to do, that God will continue to show us loving kindness and favor. Holy Week is about the mystery of our salvation that comes through the love of God in Christ crucified. How it is that the cross is the way of life and peace remains a mystery that would have us question everything else that we thought was a settled matter. It calls us to re-examine our allegiances, our priorities, and our core convictions. As one of the great hymns of our faith puts it, When I survey the wondrous cross, where the young prince of glory died, my richest gains I count but lost, and pour contempt on all my pride. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my life, my all. <laughs>